Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, I have questions for my dear friend Tabzar, the social justice barbarian. We talk about the Women's March, Kiss a Ginger Day, and how Donatello needs to get into woodworking. Well, I'm looking forward to my next guest. Uh, it is Tabzar, my favorite uh, social justice barbarian. Welcome. Hi. How are you today? <laughs> I feel like Tabzar was a really, uh, a really aggressive name for me to be like, hello, hi, how are you? What, was it aggressive? I'm uh, sorry. I just, I, I jumped in and I was like, man, I want to just say your name because your, your, your barbarian name is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so you are, like I said, you're my favorite uh, social justice barbarian. And, you know, a lot of people say the whole social justice warrior, which is cool, but I like having different classes. Yeah. I don't like sticking to just warrior. Um, that being said, now that we're you're my first guest of two, uh, 2020, um, of 2020, uh, what kind of social justice do you have planned for this year now that the year has begun? Um, so a lot of my social justice right now is wrapped into, uh, the classes I teach at, uh, the various institutions where I teach college courses. Um, so right now I'm really focused on infusing my own pedagogies with social justice, action um, that ties into pop culture, because um, I think that's a really effective way. Um, but I would describe most of my social my social action work is in the trenches, which is why I think I classify myself as a barbarian. Um, so you want to actually battle. You don't yeah. want to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to... No background. My... <laughs> like, you, you get... The, you have my axe kind of thing. Yes. No, uh, I dig it. My hands get very dirty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in the muck and the grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so how do you bring... You, you said that you bring in, like, uh, um, pop culture mm-hmm. into your classes? Yeah. Uh, how do you bring in... Uh, what, what element of social justice do you use with pop culture? Um, a lot. So we talk a lot about... Um, I mean, we talk a lot about the larger kind of pop culture forces that are are flying around. So we talk about TV shows, we talk about movies, we talk about um, ideological indoctrination in those types of different places and how to best unpack it, um, understand it, and then, you know, flip it over and wield it. So we do do a lot of fun stuff. We talk about Star Wars sometimes. Of course. We do a lot of... Um, analysis on ads and all sorts of different things um, just to try and it's really aimed at giving students ways to analyze the world around them that are effective for understanding the forces that be in our weird dystopian (laughs) nightmare world that we live in just giving them a mirror of the history and be like this is this (laughs) is what you've been trained to believe i'm here to teach you how to combat it yes okay so you're, you've been a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, uh, for years. How did we meet? And uh, tell a lie. Tell a lie. Don't, I don't want the truth. I just want you to tell me how we met and make it up. So, uh, funnily enough, I was actually hired by a Sicilian fellow mm-hmm. to help kidnap you to start a war with a neighboring um, neighboring country. And uh, Totally makes sense. Yeah. And um, it, it turned out that in the process of kidnapping you, we were accosted by this, like, uh, masked man who turned out to be your soulmate. Um, that sounds and... kind of inconceivable to me. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. And subsequently, uh, my spouse. So that yeah. was that was how we met. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you, did you, how, how did he hire, how did the Sicilian man hire you? Oh, I was drunk in a bar. Yeah. You were drunk in a bar? It, it was really a side quest because I was busy uh, trying to find a six-fingered man who murdered mm. my father, so... And you, how was getting drunk part of that plan? Well, getting drunk is part of all my plans. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb question. I realized, yeah, no, no. Yeah. How was drunk not part of your plan? Like... Barbarian. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed about that question because uh, I feel like being drunk should be part of everyone's plan unless, you know, you're trying to be sober, in which case go for, you, you know. You do you, buddy. <laughs> Especially if it involves murder. You know? Like I gotta go murder a six finger man. I'm gonna do that sober. <laughs> so when you met the when you met the masked man, uh how did he did he save me? Uh he did save you. Okay. He did save you. There was a fire swamp involved, but he did save you. Um and he was very handsome, so 
Yeah, no, I've, I've 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 met him when you know when when he took off his mask eventually. Uh, very handsome, very stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I for 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 me, I would never go in the fire swamp. Uh, I'm afraid of the fire swamp dangers. Uh, even though I don't believe in the M the uh, R O U S S. For for people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, those are rodents of unusual size. You know, just let you know, just informing you. I don't, I don't think they're real. You don't think they're real? Good. No. <laughs> I don't believe that any rodents are real. Um. So uh. So we're talking. So it's 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 January right now. Uh. And whenever January comes up, you start thinking about New Year's resolution, or at least that's what commercials and movies and TV have told you you have to think about. Uh, what kind of New Year's resolutions do you think the Ninja Turtles would have? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the, they they would have a collective like, or self care related ones. Ah, right? okay. Like I think that Raph is probably working on self compassion. Uh huh. Um, because I identify with Raph, and I'm working on self compassion. But more than that, I think like he's really angry all the time, and I think that comes from him being insecure in his own like presence in the world. You know, so I now, think he's probably working on self-compassion. Now, do you think that this was a uh, a voluntary thing? No, I think there was probably an intervention. That makes sense. Uh, that, yeah. There we go. That's yeah. what I was waiting for. Yeah, there was probably an intervention there. Like, Raph, you're really angry. And he was like, I think I'm angry at myself, <laughs> which is why I'm angry at the world. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, Raph. And there was like a, there was a hug. Okay. Yeah. That that I can get behind that because when you said Raph is you know doing that I'm like really I don't see Raphael you know looking at you know looking in the mirror and being like you know what <laughs> no no it could never it could never come from the mirror yeah. it would have to come from his brothers those are his motivating factors okay it's very important yeah yeah I was also worried that maybe Splinter just assigned it <laughs> no I feel like if Splinter had to tell one of the 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 turtles to do something it would be donatello mm-hmm. because he's not going to do anything that he's not told to do that uh, yeah 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 and just personality wise he needs he needs guidance structure purpose intentionality um which i feel like splinter would like his his mission would be um to to really begin to work on things that he wants to work on right like more passion projects because he's you know a workaholic yeah no, that's true. That's mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm as you're t- describing the turtles and describing their resolutions. I'm going through uh, all of the examples of the turtles in pop culture, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, no, this checks out. I dig it. <laughs> so w- would that be Donatello's re- uh, resolution? Yeah. Is working on hobbies. Working on hobbies. Okay. Yeah, build more train sets or whatever. That yeah. Weird something le- something that's less tech. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would be less technical. I think, um, like, woodworking. Uh-huh. Woodworking would be a fantastic Oh, hobby. man, get his hands dirty. Well, also, splinters. like, he has the, you know, <laughs> he, he uses the staff. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's a natural way to, like, begin woodworking, right? Is like, build your own weaponry. Take it. Customize it. Carve it. Carve your name into it. How about Leonardo? <sighs> I think Leonardo needs to, like, learn to take a back seat sometimes. That's good. Oh my you god! Know, like I think, I think Leonardo really needs to focus on the action of like breathing, letting someone else make the decision. You know, like he doesn't need to decide what type of pizza they get every night. He can he can rely on people to successfully represent his choices while he takes a bubble bath. That's allowed, Leonardo. It's allowed. Have some faith for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trust your brothers. Trust your brothers. I think that's super important. And Michelangelo? I think Mikey's uh, task is to uh, take things, take things maybe a little bit more seriously. Like, I don't, like, I don't think that he needs to, um, you know, become a a full philosophical scholar or anything. But I think, like, maybe he needs to enroll in a community college. (laughs) (laughs) Take some classes? Yeah, like, just, and, you know, just really kind of experience the world with a few other people. What classes do you think Michelangelo should take? Oh, um, I think astronomy, maybe uh-huh. like a science of some sort, you know, um, astronomy, chemistry, something that you can play at, but something that's also, you know, gotcha, cool, serious, technical, has a methodological process. Cool. No, I can totally dig that. No, that makes sense. Um, uh, so keep continuing on with pop culture, uh, who is your favorite female comic book character, hero and villain? I want to know both. Hero and both villain. Both sides. Okay. Um... I like the sigh. 
Yeah, no, it's well, it's so hard to answer this. Question. Well, it doesn't have to be your. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It could just be one that you really love. One that I really love. Yeah. Well, first of all, I am a huge Babs Gordon fan. Okay. I love Batgirl, but I love all all ginger women. All ginger it's women. All no, ginger I it... women. I can't imagine why. Pepper Ann. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Too cool for seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I am my own type. Um, no, um, I really, I really think it, it comes down to like representation but mm-hmm. i like i always really enjoy looking at like gingers because i'm like oh that's me um, <laughs> which is emphatically untrue i'm much less cool than babs gordon but you know i'm like oh that could be me if i worked hard and believed in myself <laughs> stopped having insomnia and mental illness um now what's you your know. version what's your favorite version of babs gordon I like all of them. All of them? Oh, I like all of them. Yeah, I like Batgirl. I'm all, I also am a huge fan of Oracle. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a that was a, a cool use of of her after an unfortunate fridging accident. Um, so <laughs> I, I always enjoy that very much. I, you like, know? I like I like that terminology. Yeah. Unfortunate fridging accident. Right. <laughs> unfortunate accident with a fridge. Can you can you explain that a bit? Yeah. So fridging is. The, um, Gail Simone, I think, invented this I'm term. pretty sure she yeah, invented it. I'm pretty sure she invented this. Uh, praise her name, Gail Simone. Um, uh, if you, don't know, pra- if you know, don't know Gail Simone, you have to follow her on Twitter. She's the best Twitter page that you'll follow. It's amazing. She's fantastic. <laughs> she's actually, I think, the reason I have a Twitter. And um, insomnia, because <laughs> I don't think she sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't. Yeah. It's, sleeping is hard. Um, but if Gail Simone doesn't sleep, then neither will I. Um so anyway, she coined this term, which refers to um, female characters being hurt um, and or murdered and or maimed permanently in some large capacity um, in order to further the story of uh, their male counterparts. And so um, Batgirl is a premium example of this she was shot and paralyzed by the joker in order to um get at um jim gordon and batman in some significant way why is it called fridging because she was put in a fringe i don't <laughs> you don't you don't know the story i, don't, I might not know the okay that's story. that's okay that's all right yeah. it's, it's kyle rayner's uh that's uh, what it is kyle rayner's got, girlfriend you know, yeah she she got i think she got folded in half and then pushed into the fridge right. and kyle rayner opened the fridge door and he was like oh no plot point like, right. <laughs> um, like women don't get uh, actual characters or you know death that means something it's just a plot point for the guy that's way better than what i was gonna say <laughs> pennywise was in a fridge oh how dare you yeah i know i'm so sorry <laughs> I was that's gonna... the worst ginger to bring up <laughs> <laughs> the worst ginger is still better than the best brunette <laughs> So her, her, so Babs Gordon's fridging was in uh, uh, Killing Joke, right? Killing Joke, yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even though you you might not like that sh- that 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 moment was just a plot point for, that was a plot point for a bunch of the guys in the, almost yeah. every guy in the story yeah. got a plot development because of her accident. Because of her accident, right? yeah, yeah. Because um, I think uh, Joker, Gordon, and Batman all were developed in some way because of this one story, right? And I'm sure, like in the expanded universe, like Nightwing as well. Sure, sure. I think they were boning at the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the technical term is for that. I think it's boning. I'm you not think, sure. Yeah. No, no, that's that's a scientific it's, term for it. It's boning. medical, really, is what yeah. it is. Boning. <laughs> they got they got a bad case of boning. Yeah. Yeah. They tested positive for boning. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no calcium deficiency there. Nope. <laughs> Hard bones. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so, yeah, they were all furthered by that, and uh, she was paralyzed by it. But you still like, you still like the hero that yeah. she became because Yeah, because she became Oracle, and then she got to just boss them around all the time. She was like, hey, uh, what are you doing on 3rd Street when there's a robbery going on on 8th? Get your ass over there. How do you know I'm on the 3rd Street? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she was tracking them. Yeah. That was the best part. She had, like, lojacked every hero in Gotham, and just was like moving them like a giant chess <laughs> board it was amazing it was the best thing that's ever happened in the entire galaxy um except for you know i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna pull you my, you, gonna you pull got the anticipation yeah. up when you said you know i was like you know oh, here it comes uh you know <laughs> lots of other things so know. how about how about villain are we going to go stick with gingers or um i don't know 
Because, see, this is the issue. of Whenever I talk about Babs Gordon, then yeah. I want to talk about how much I love Poison Ivy. Okay. As, like, an eco-feminist um, terrorist hero. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, I, I, she is one of my favorite heroes because she has this really dedicated um, anti-global warming narrative. Yeah. Right? Like, she's, like, super set into this um, social action functionality um which is nice i really enjoy that about her um and the fact that she just you know murders people also is cool but um i i really enjoy her as a character and this becomes the issue of like whenever i talk about bob's gordon i want to talk about poison ivy because that makes she's sense. a ginger but i don't know if you're already in gotham stay yeah in if, gotham. You're, if you're already in gotham you know while you're in gotham why not <laughs> why not visit all the gingers <laughs> That's that's a that's a terrifying tourism for Gotham City. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Want to visit more gingers? Well, there's a uh, poison ivy. Yeah, there's poison ivy. And one weird thing, there's Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> that's fun and interesting. Um, um, are you are you watching the Harley the new Harley Quinn series? I'm not. Okay. No. You've you've talked this up very much to me, and I, and I might, you know. Poison Ivy is uh, is really rad in that in that show. I think that they do her justice. Um, if she was in a movie, would you would you happen to have like someone that you'd want to cast as Poison Ivy? <laughs> We've already done Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, Were you going to say Uma Thurman <laughs> no. just on, on a whim? <laughs> but, uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> it's been done. It's been done. Yeah, uh, that's a terrible answer. Get off my podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Um, if I had to cast, honestly, I think what I, like, at this point, I kind of want to see an older Poison Ivy. Ooh. Like, um, so I think, like, maybe Susan Sarandon would be a dope-ass, like, choice. Okay. Like, because I think about her as a villain in Enchanted. Yeah. Right? And that kind of, like... Susan Sarandon was a villain in Enchanted? I think so. Was she not? Oh, no. I don't think so. Was she? she no. I thought I, she was I the can't... evil queen. I can't. I can't remember who's the evil queen on on uh, Enchanted. It's it been a long time since I've seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. If yeah. I'm really wrong, right? But now, I think so. that uh, I think that a lot of people uh, during the 2016 campaign would think that she's a villain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but this is what I want, right? Like I want somebody who is like situated in a social like action tradition yeah. that aligns with Poison Ivy's like thing, and then I just want to push them a little bit. I think more. that was 2016 because like she she even went to the <laughs> Green Party because <laughs> she she was full on Bernie and then went over to the Green Party. Yeah, I was right. It was Susan Sarandon. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. nice. All she right. was the evil queen yeah. in Enchanted. Yeah. Um, and I and I liked that for her. Yeah. And I like that kind of like darkness uh-huh. uh, when she plays it up because she's you know. A good actress. No, so I, I think, think that. Man, I gotta watch Enchanted again. It's been a while. It's been many, many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Is that the doorbell? No, that was the that was the clock. <laughs> yeah, we can keep it in. I like I like having the clock. The clock's fun. <laughs> Sorry. No, I Susan Sarandon. I, I that would, that would be funny because uh, during 2016 she was all up and she was all for Bernie, and then when. Uh, he didn't get it. She's like, all right, let's vote for the Green Party. I'm like, nope, that's Poison Ivy. I can dig that. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. She's, uh, no. So I think like, at and this I love Susan Sarandon. So that's. She, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. And I think I just want, I want like a Poison Ivy that, it, cause I think like the thing about Poison Ivy is she's a, a villain that is located in the generative, right? Like she mm-hmm. really wants to do good things in a bad way yeah. on accident right like i don't think that she, i think that she just her values are slightly skewed um which is not true about susan's friend i don't know maybe she murders people to save plants <laughs> i don't i don't want to make any assumptions about her private life uh, it's not my place um but really i want to see a poison ivy who's just a little bit more mature than mm-hmm. the usual kind of like young sex pot poison ivy right like i want to see someone who's like Oh, my whole career I fought for this, yeah. and it's not working. And now our politicians, you know, our politicians have always sucked ass. And so now I'm trying to, or I'm going to do the work of setting this up for the future generation, with or without the consent of the larger world. And I, I would just like to see it be, I don't know, a, a little bit more heroic villainy. <laughs> 
Now, recently, speaking of uh, heroic villainy, mm-hmm. um, recently Jane Fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin were arrested because they were protesting climate. Mm-hmm. Who out of those two would you want to be Poison Ivy? I think I know what, who you'd pick, but think, that's only because... I think Lily Tomlin. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I think Lily Tomlin... It'd be too appropriate, right? It'd be too appropriate. Miss <laughs> um. <laughs> Frizz, come on. When I when I heard that Miss Frizz was arrested for climate change protests, yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, like, Lily Tomlin is the poison ivy that's just a little less uptight, right? Uh-huh. Like, she's just like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. First of all, <laughs> we're going to pass this joint. Yeah. Everybody take a puff off the joint. Second of all, we're going to go burn down the White House. Like, that's... <laughs> I feel like oh, I really want to see Lily. I want to if if she's not going to act in front of the camera, I want to hear her voice as Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, like an animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would. I would totally. Watch she. That. I think she was great as uh, Aunt May in Spider Into the Spider Verse. So I think she'd be great oh, as Poison God. Ivy. So good. <laughs> yeah, I, Lily Tomlin is fantastic. I love Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, amazing women, uh, who's your favorite uh, goddess? Uh, so I was really into mythology growing up and yeah. I, uh, I, which is weird. Um, how's maybe, that weird? I don't know. Maybe it's not weird. Um, but you know I want people not cause I don't know. I was really into mythology, but yeah. I don't, so I don't know if normal people aren't into myth. Like... That's fair. <laughs> it's the, 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 the pot asking the kettle if it is in fact black, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I have really enjoyed, uh, Athena okay. always. She's, uh, because she's the goddess of wisdom yeah. and war, and right? And owls are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> owls are awesome. Um, but I, I've always really enjoyed the way that she was able to straddle, like, I think traditionally feminine and, and traditionally masculine, um, gender zones, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and so I've really enjoyed that about her. And I also like her backstory is very cool because it's essentially that like, she's the child of Zeus's first wife. Um, and he like receives this prophecy that the child from his first wife uh will like upend him uh like will you know overthrow him and he gets really nervous about it um and so he eats his first wife whole yeah as you know as you do yeah as you do um and she's <laughs> that's, a, that's how i solve problems i'm right. like <laughs> oh, god oh man prophecy i'm gonna I guess i'm gonna have a meal <laughs> I think I just found out that every sandwich I have is a problem. And uh, <laughs> Man, I'm worried that uh, cheese is going to upend me. <laughs> right? So then she, like, pops out of his head fully formed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, and Greek, then, Greek mythology is weird. It is. It is. Uh, so, and then he realizes, like, she's a girl. And he's completely, he's like, oh, I never had considered that it would be a girl child. <laughs> she's a full-grown woman at that point. Sure. Uh, but I like to imagine that Zeus is, you know an asshole so i imagine he's like you like to i think that that's the whole point no he is but i just imagine he's like oh it's a girl uh that's not threatening um but then she actually does uh participate later on in a plot to overthrow him with his brother poseidon so i like it that i like it that you think it's condescending i actually imagine zeus being the creep oh okay and him being like oh hey (laughs) i didn't think it was gonna be a girl this is this this changes everything My toga is already up. Yeah, no. Guess I'm gonna turn into a goose again. Yeah, oh, <laughs> or God. swan. I forget he's, what bird. Uh, he was a sw- he's a swan. Okay. He was a ray of light. Yeah, yeah. He was a bull. I remember the bull. Yeah. Or, was... or no, I remember a steed because he turned into a steed and mm-hmm. then you know, he's a creep. He is a creep. So when he's you like you like to think of him as an asshole, I'm like, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like if you've seen any movie that you know, is more accurate, to, the only time he's been nice. Was maybe uh, Disney? That's mm. the only time it's been nice. Oh yeah, because even uh, Kevin Sorbo's Hercules, stupid Kevin Sorbo, ruining the show for me. Uh, even in that show, Zeus was a bad guy. All the gods were bad. Yeah, I think Aphrodite was the only one who wasn't a bad, mm-hmm. wasn't a villain. But see, what I want to do is I like revisit that show and just yeah. find out if like the worst person in the cast was Kevin Sorbo, and then it's just like a story about how he is. He's an asshole. and you'll you'll find out. Mm-hmm. The point, you'll see it. when If you watch it, because I, I binged it recently. Oh, okay. If you watch it, you'll see what point he finds Christ and just ruins the show. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's not... <laughs> it's not obscure. It's it's a key moment where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Like an immediate issue. Immediate. It's, yeah. it's bad. Because <laughs> I, I used to really love that show, and that show was really awesome with mythology. They were hardcore. And then they take a left turn, and you're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> um, so, January's here. So, we talked about resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite events of the year is coming up, and that's the Women's March. Yes. And we've been doing it since the beginning of the Women's yes, March. Yes, we've gone to the Women's March every year. It's it's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite events. Uh, I've, I've been through a bunch of marches. I've been through a lot of protests, and... I think that the Women's March has the nicest people attending. Like, it's fair. Yeah. I remember when I got separated from you guys, I was like, uh, the, the person knows that my group was being separated. And they were like, oh, excuse you know, they, they took a step aside to let me <laughs> connect with my friends. And I'm like, wow, I, most protests, they completely ignore you. But this was, this was awesome. All right, cool. Um, so uh, what mythical beast would you want to ride if you could ride one in the Women's March? Right, so, um, first of all, I love dragons, uh-huh. so it's going to be a dragon, but I think specifically it's going to be Tiamat. Okay. You know. Yeah. Because she's the mother dragon. Yeah. She creates the world and destroys it, and that just, I think that that is, that is my ideal women's march mount, you know, like I'm, I'm coming through a force for creation and destruction. Nah, I dig that. All right, that's 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 a fair answer. It would be pretty. Uh, it would be a big mount. So. <laughs> oh yeah. No. I was I was hoping for something a little smaller so I can actually visualize. But you're you're this giant <laughs> dragon, <laughs> squeezing your way through Riverside. <laughs> I like to imagine it would be like. So I'll see you guys at the fi- I'm at the finish line. I'm at the finish line. I'm at the finish line. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll see. <laughs> this was a very anticlimactic march. Yeah. Or alternatively, like everybody get on Tiamat, uh-huh. we're taking this thing coast to coast. <laughs> it's gonna be a global it's, march. Yeah, we're gonna raise the earth from here to, <laughs> from here to back to here. We're just going around the whole globe. So speaking of you know being a global march, mm-hmm. why isn't Women's March on International Women's Day? Um. So well, because it's it was originally conceptualized as a protest to uh the 2016 inauguration mm-hmm. um so it takes place after inauguration every year why why is the protest for inauguration oh, are you gonna make me say i'm gonna make you say it it's a podcast where I'm- <laughs> <laughs> because in the 2016 election we elected like trump yeah and he's awful mm-hmm. you know i have to say we yeah because 56% of all white women who voted voted for Trump. And I feel like I have to just own that as a white woman every day. Mm-hmm. So that's awful. And I hate it. But it's also why I started shaving my head. Um, so that when everybody looks at me, they know I'm not that white woman. Which is nice. Um, because it's also very flattering. <laughs> You're not a Karen. Yeah. I'm not a- <laughs> Hello, I'm not a Karen. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's... It's awful. Um, so it was an awful thing that happened and the women's march was conceptualized as a, as a protest to that. And it actually went, um, international and global quite quickly, which is nice. Um, they mobilized it really quickly. Um, and it turned out that a lot of other people, uh, other women in other countries and, and folks in general really felt very similarly about the election of Trump, um, and about kind of the global resurgence of right wing rhetoric um that is you know oppressive and problematic and so they you know organized this march and it went global so that's why it's not on international women's day Mm -hmm. because that was too far away from the inauguration to be impactful or supportive of anything so well the reason why i ask is because i see on international women's day which is uh may i think it's may or march one of the m months Mm -hmm. Um, I, I see a lot of marches going on all over the world and it was beautiful. It's beautiful to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, we can join in. But I like, I like women's march, be- the, the women's march because it is in January and you're right. It was in response to the inauguration. Right. I remember seeing people in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Doing a little march on their boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I, I really like International Women's Day, and I think they've done a number of different things. They often have marches. They also had um, International Day Without a Woman, mm-hmm. um, which was a, a call for all women to just not show up to work, um, which, of course, was, you know, um, dramatically critiqued by people that were like, oh, this is classist, um, which yeah. is correct. Um, but they were like, okay, well, if you can't afford to take a day off work or you don't have a work schedule that will allow you to do that, 
um, then do a different do a different thing. Wear a red shirt to your job. And um, at the time, I was working in the writing center at um, Cal State San Bernardino, so I wore my dark Phoenix shirt. Um, and I was sitting there working, um, and it, my campus is sixty forty, so which is nice. I was there supporting women, which was cool. Um, and so I was working with a, a student. And she goes, she kind of like leans over at the end of our session, which is the half hour, and she goes, uh, "Are you wearing that shirt because uh, because of International Women's Day?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I am." And she was like, "That's so cool." And I was like, "Right." And so we had this nice little moment, and I felt like I was participating in a day that was not meant for me which is, that, is, cool. is that a regular regular thing for that day is wearing a because like I, I i definitely can't just call off a of work often right but if i know that there's a there's a shirt i can wear i'm like all right cool i'll wear that shirt i think the the last couple of years the thing has been to wear a red shirt okay um which is cool yeah yeah because it's, it's, it's a nice little like letting your flag fly kind of deal yeah no mm-hmm. i can take that cool uh what, what has been your favorite part of the women's march Besides it being international, what was your favorite experience of the particular march that we go to? And we go to the one in Riverside, California. Yeah, we go to the one in Riverside. Um, A, also, it's very friendly. Yeah. It is very, very friendly. Um, But I think one of my favorite aspects of it is it's a really good opportunity to meet your your local folks. Um, your local representatives um, to kind of figure out who in your area. Like, I think um, the first or second uh, women's march that I went to, I found out about um, Ken Calvert, who Mm -hmm. is a Riverside representative, who is, um, I think the nicest way to put him is the goddamn devil. And That's um, the nicest way to put it. Yeah. I was thinking of all these words to call him. And I was like, I can't wait to see what you call him. He's, yeah. He's, the goddamn devil? Okay. Yeah, he's the goddamn devil. He's the goddamn devil. Um, And so I really, I, like, finding out that we had somebody who was in Riverside who had all of these really problematic beliefs and business holdings and was just kind of a general... Um, asshole. Villain? Yeah, villain. He's a villain. <laughs> um, was, you know really eye-opening to me and mm-hmm. I think um it, it was really interesting for me to be able to all of a sudden have this presence and awareness of the place that I lived and to know okay there are people here who are doing work that I can now actively participate in right there are these strategies and these means and these these places that we can work um, which is cool, right? Like I found out about all these like small grassroots organizations that were like, oh, we're just going to get together and make signs. We're just going to get together like and um, think about all the places we can donate money. Like, and that was really cool. And it was also really cool to be like, oh, there's evil around me. Cool. There's like, there's a gross amount of hate groups in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, fun. I feel... <laughs> Uh, so, so are you being sarcastic or uh, are you saying that you're glad to, because like, it reminds me of Captain America when, uh, when uh, Black Widow asks him, says, you, you seem really, you seem really happy. You seem really chipper. And he's like, I like knowing who the bad guy is or I like knowing who the, who I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that what you're saying or are you? No, it is. It genuinely okay. is. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, like, I think, I think it's nice to know that like there's evil around you because then you can't live in a bubble about it anymore and you can't pretend it's not there anymore and you can't you can't hide from it as well when you know it's there right and i think that we live in a world where we we genuinely want to believe that everyone has more in common with us than difference with us and i think that in general that's true but that's not to say that the differences don't make a huge amount of problematic presence in the world and we really have to start thinking about how we approach those differences and have conversations about those differences and I think knowing who you're talking to and looking them in the face so to speak um, is really important work I think that also helps with uh, any kind of feeling of hopelessness like uh, you, uh, finding groups that you can make signs because uh, a lot of people can't protest they can't just get out of work to do a thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's making signs, here's my sign. Oh, you're, uh, I feel like a lot of people are willing to donate when you show them a place, good place to donate to and you provide them with links. Now, I'm not saying that people are lazy. It's just people are too busy focusing on everything they have to do to survive life. And so when you give them a, when you give them a link or a place to donate and they're like, here's a group, here, here's an awesome place that you can put money to, 
it gives people something to do. It gives me like, I want to be involved. I just don't know how and where to put my money to because too many organizations that are not that good have the money to make ads. So you're like, should I donate to them? It's like, nope, they're bad organizations. Don't do that. Here's a good one. <laughs> right. And I think that that funnels into some of what I'm saying about, um, about knowing your enemy, right? Yeah. Because no, you're right. when you're yeah. inundated with this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, it becomes overwhelming and you don't know where to focus. Yeah. It's, it's just as nice to know who the bad guys are as who the good guys are. Right? <laughs> like, it's like, ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's my local bad guy. I can focus on him because yeah. he's in my backyard. <laughs> right. It's uh, like you become daredevil and yeah. you're micromanaging Hell's Kitchen, yeah. right? Like you're like, I know who the bad guy is. Here. I don't want to take care of all of New York yeah. or the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, listen, I don't know who this Thanos guy is. <laughs> but this Wilson Fisk dude's bad news. Yeah. Like, I'll focus on that for a minute, which is nice. Uh, why do you march in the Women's March? Because it wasn't necessarily to discover these grassroots groups. But... No, this was a, that was a very pleasant surprise. Okay. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that my original reason for marching in the Women's March was because I was very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very angry. That hasn't changed, um, which is, you know, barbarian. Yeah. But... Um, I think that originally I was just really angry and I was looking for a place to be angry and for it to be okay for me to be angry because, you know, as a woman, there's not a whole lot of spaces where it's socially acceptable for me to be angry. Um, the least of which, you know, is my own home, right? Like you're supposed to keep the peace, keep the peace and, and create a a loving environment in your home. And I, and I do that, but I'm also very angry. Um, so I think that's why I originally went to the march. Um, but I think as I've gone every year, it's kind of metamorphosized a little bit. Um, I mean, I think it becomes more and more about human connection and and showing up as a number, which is not, I don't know, I don't think it's a very eloquent way to say that. But I think... I think it, I think it could be. It's, lending, it's adding to the group. Yeah, yeah. Lending, lending your voice to a statistic is very powerful when you get to be in charge of it um and i you know i think it's also very helpful to kind of think about the women's march as a place where you get to revitalize yourself every year right because every year you just get handed a new load of crap from the world yeah and a new load of bad and it's nice to be able to look to your right and look to your left and see people who are carrying it just like you're carrying it. And I think that this kind of like practice in in empathy or understanding of like, I am not the only person who is dealing with this and I'm not the only person who's struggling with this is nice, right? Like that kind of, oh, okay, cool. There's other people. I'm not alone. I don't have to feel alone and I can, I can feel in this moment, like I'm part of an army rather than alone. You're not just one ant, you're a whole colony. A whole colony. <laughs> um, the Avengers have assembled yeah. and, and I'm not just Captain America. No, I get that. That's, that's one of my favorite reasons for this March is being able to look around and seeing like, you're right that, uh, it, there's good reason to be angry. And I feel like a lot of people that are at the March are angry but they're the nicest angry I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it's like this cosmic anger, right? Uh-huh. Like it's like, I am so angry at the universe. But you're angry with me too, so but let's you're... smile and be angry at the same time. Oh, yeah. Let's grind our teeth together. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything except you. Except you. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go hate everything together. So I remember, uh, I think the first time I ever heard the term turf was at was at one of the marches mm-hmm. was at a response to the march because i did not know uh i think you i think it was you that mentioned that uh turfs and turf what was the acronym for turf again um trans exclusionary radical feminists thank you and there's also swerf which is swerf yeah what's swerf because uh, this is new to me sex worker ex- exclusionary radical feminists jesus christ yeah i didn't know that that existed yeah that's really upsetting yeah <laughs> Fuck. All right. 
that, it's not that's, as fun as uh, surf and turf. Is yeah. It? yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, but now I kind of want to make a sign in response to swerves because, like, I think when when I think when you first told me that turfs were ruining the women's march, I got really upset, and I devoted, I I I vowed that the next sign I make for the the, the sign I make for the next march is going to be something about trans rights. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, Swerf? Okay, well, fuck them. All right. Yeah, no, I guess them. I'm going to make a sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, why is intersectional feminism so important? So intersectional feminism was originally conceptualized by Kim- Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, speak her name. And, um, <laughs> These are some amazing women that you're mentioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think the really, like, the biggest thing about intersectional feminism is that as much as it has become a strategy for understanding identity, um, it was originally conceptualized um, in her, like, 60-page legal proof nightmare of a document that I've read. Um, (laughs) Why is it a nightmare? Just because of the page? uh, Because it's very sad. Okay. Um, Because it's it's basically um, a lot of court cases that um, deny black women... Um, fair solutions to workers' problems um, in some cases. And so they're, they're judges that are like, well, um, you know, obviously there was discrimination against women and discrimination against black men, but I can't just offer a double solution because you're a black woman who's facing discrimination on two fronts, right? Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's so sad. And it's written, it's written, you know, it's a legal documentation. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, sad and dense um like it's just constantly problematic as all legal jargon is really um so it's sad and it's a nightmare depressing um, legalese is the worst yes <laughs> <laughs> there's never happy legalese um so it was originally conceptualized as a way to understand the nexus by which um people experience oppression mm-hmm. for different aspects of their identity and i think there's a huge movement um on the scholarly front to kind of move back towards understanding it as understanding a nexus of oppression, right? Like how do these different, you know, sociological forces push down on us in oppressive ways, depending on the different intersections of our identity. And, and I think that that is um, something that's significantly important to kind of keep educating people about right and to kind of keep in mind when we talk about intersectionality um because i think that there's there's a lot of using it in these kinds of um fluffy ways right where it's like oh and then you understand that you're like a working class you know white woman is is fundamentally different from a straight man right and i but i think that they're really about understanding oppression and oppression of different types of identities and intersections and i and i think it's really significant to keep our eye on the way that our our strategies for understanding the world get co-opted um by cis white straight male heteronormative patriarchal structures and yeah. kind of made less important. I think you're going down a list of all my privileges. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just describing it, really. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just, I was like, you know, or you. Yeah, just going mm-hmm. to go, going down my list. I'm like, yeah, all right. Good, good. Yeah, uh, with beards. Um, yeah, with beards. Who are visually impaired, which yeah. is the standard. And, um, no. No, I'm, I'm super privileged until you mentioned Jewish and then, you know, the, the yeah. white guys are... <laughs> Jewish. Oh, oh. <laughs> actually, you can't be in our club anymore. Yeah, yeah. you you were cool when we thought you liked bacon, which I do. I do. I'm, I'm not. I'm not good. You. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna let you in, Jim. It doesn't yeah. matter how good you are. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. <laughs> you could be the worst Jew in the world. <laughs> so bacon wrapped shrimp. And, yeah, <laughs> and according to them, you are. Yeah, because uh, you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, <laughs> as it goes, but I do think that uh, it's it's important to keep your you know your eye on the way that these things are co opted, and I think intersectional feminism is important because it gives us a strategy for understanding oppression and not just identity. And we have to understand oppression, right? Yeah, I feel like that. Does that need justification? Well, no, it goes so. it, it goes back to uh, 
it, it goes back to what you were saying about your uh, your social justice work in school mm-hmm. of you having people you, you got to understand the flaws <laughs> of society before you can combat them because you can't combat something you don't understand right that's like saying uh, that's like going against a water pokemon and thinking oh hey tell, tell you what we're gonna use fire <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I appreciate your pokemon reference yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you have to know. I, okay, so last night I watched Detective Pikachu. Oh, did you? I finally did. Okay. And that was uh, that was that was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> it was really good, right? I wasn't ready for it to be that good. Like I I, 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 I remember seeing the trailers and being like, oh, that's cute. But then and and when I was watching it, the script was kind of lame at the beginning, and it was like after the second half, it started actually getting really interesting. And I was mm-hmm. like, once once. Once the plot started, once the secret started unraveling, I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the um, Detective Pikachu, I, first of all, really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. But I did want, I do kind of maybe want to do a paper on it. Like, I want to write a paper on Detective okay. Pikachu in regards to, like, disability studies. Yeah. But I think I would use the disability studies lens to look both at uh-huh. the villain Am I? Is that spoilers? I don't know. You know, know. what? It's, it's been, been out, a while. It's been a while. It's been out for a while. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Yeah. I, w- I always feel like it's a two week rule, actually. <laughs> yeah. So it's been out for a while. <laughs> and I've been, and I've been waiting to see it. Also, you're too weak to fight me, so <laughs> take these spoilers. <laughs> uh, but you should watch the movie. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should. Um, so, but I, I thoroughly. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but I think I would look at disability studies, not just with the villain, but also with Pikachu, right? Because he's doing this, like, he has this constant thing where he can't access his actual Thunderbolt, like, power, his thunder powers. I don't don't know what they are. His Pokemon powers? His electricity? His electricity, yeah. Yeah. He can't find his spark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh. He's lost his spark. Um, He can't find his spark, really. Um, And so I think, I think that in a way functions in this kind of disabling experience i don't know which disables also a pokemon move yeah. who knows this could be a crazy paper i'd read it yeah i'd read it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right would you yes have you read my thesis <laughs> no see oh my mm. god <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of pop culture and movies uh the they, they released i think it was last month was last month they released the 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 teaser for the new ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. uh and i that that got me thinking about the last ghostbusters movie uh answer the call um who would you if, if you were going to make a ghostbuster film right. uh what women what, what actresses would you pick would you what who, how would you recast, recast the ghostbuster team as women as women as women as women specifically okay. women because um, I feel like this new movie is just going to be like, oh, here we go again with guys. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go again with penises. Yeah. Yeah. Penises are the most effective ghost fighting tool. Of course. Yeah. Busting makes me feel good. Man, man, man. I don't think I can respond to that appropriately. <laughs> it, it has to do with the word busting. Um, so I'm just going to move on. Move on. Yeah, I'm going to move makes on. Sense. I'm going to go back to the original question. Cool. Um, Ali Wong. Yeah. I would cast Ali Wong. Um, who do you She's know? amazing. She is amazing. She's hilarious. <laughs> she has great physical humor. Also, I think it would be cool to have a pregnant Ghostbuster. Yeah. Because her shtick is that she does stand up when okay. she's pregnant. Um, I think it would be really interesting. I don't think she's pregnant. Anymore. Is she pregnant again? Like, I don't. I don't know. But I, I like bodysuit. Yeah, you can make body it happen. Suit, because also she can't do an action movie sure. while she's actually pregnant. No, that that makes would sense. be that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, come on. I don't think that the Ghostbusters or, do much action anyway. They stand and shoot. Yeah, but I mean, they 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 run and they jump. Do they, they though? Like, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I feel only, like I, I remember one shot where they ran. I feel like I remember them doing some type of physical. They were laying in debris or something. Maybe I'm wrong. They 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 they, they, they were laying in debris, but there was no actual falling down into okay. debris. Okay, all right. Well, then, yeah, that's fair. But I but yeah, Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Yeah. Because uh, it might be cool if she you know was a pregnant Ghostbuster. Yeah. And or like maybe her her baby is a ghost or something. I don't know. <laughs> like let's go. That's let's depressing. Go, let, no, let's go full full feminism and have yeah. like an abortion narrative. <laughs> I'm all for this. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and then I would cast Amy Adams. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All a tag like the how freaking intense she gets in that when she's like murdering people to win a game of tag. Yeah. That would be. 
I haven't seen that movie. Oh, you haven't seen no. it? Oh, you should. You would probably enjoy that okay, movie cool. very much. It is very funny. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Um, I, I remember when it came. When the teaser came out, I was interested in it. So she's mur- she's <laughs> murderous in that film. Yeah, cool. She's she like has this great scene where she like runs and tackles someone. Um, and then I I think I would cast like Mindy Kaling. Okay. Um, love her. Yeah, I love her too. Um, and just. I think that she's got amazing comedic timing. She has amazing comedic timing. And I think like, I just want to see her be like, like I want to have her have an encounter with a ghost. Right. And then do like one of her, like the office, like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Like moments, right? Like who does that? Like, I just, I want to see her respond. Slimy? Come on. Yeah. Why? What were you when you were alive? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. I feel like you're being extra right now and I can't handle you. I just, like, I just, I really I'm, want to see. I'm, I'm just letting you know, I'm not afraid of no ghosts, but I am disgusted and disappointed. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Like, oh, so you guys were just going to go out and, like, hunt ghosts without me? Like, <laughs> like I want, I want that. Yeah, I'm okay about crossing my streams with you and you, but you, no, no thank you. No, I'm not crossing no, streams No, we're still not you. cool. Mm-mm, we are not, we are not cool. Um... And then uh, Tiffany Haddish. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's, like, ideally, I want Tiffany Haddish and Amy Adams uh, to have just, like, an intensity ramp-up fight. Where Makes it's sense. just like, no, I'm the best ghost killer. Yeah. Or... The leader? The, yeah, the, the, the I'm the charge. leader. Like, I want, I want there to be, like, some interpersonal... Yeah. Fight or whatever. Yeah. And eventually they just team up and realize that they're great as passionate together. Yes. Yeah. It may be lovers. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm down. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a Ghostbuster team I feel good about. Yeah. No, I would I would watch the shit out of that movie. I really would. <laughs> I would I would watch it. Yeah. yeah. But I just like I want to just take everything that people hated about the 2016 one and just be like, oh fine, we'll go full. We'll go we we are going to go to the extreme now and we will have Ghost babies and <laughs> lesbian lovers. And You're just gonna read read through the comments and be like, "Okay, thank you very much. That's uh, that's something I gotta do, apparently." Yeah. What's next, ghost hunter lesbians? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So as a matter of fact, what also that's a tagline. Also, interracial, interracial ghost hunter lesbians. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, another awesome event in January that's important to you is, uh, uh, Kiss of Ginger Day. Correct. Yeah, I do love Kiss of Ginger Day. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> now, you've already mentioned a bunch of fictional gingers, uh, earlier in this episode, in this bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, what fictional characters that you haven't mentioned would you like to kiss on Kiss of Ginger Day? I don't want you to be like, oh, Babs and Poison Ivy. I want yeah. you to... <laughs> no. Okay, so I have a... I have I, poison Ivy would kill you, but... Poison Ivy would kill me. Yeah. It might be worth it. Oh, totally worth it. It would be... <laughs> I feel like it would be worth it for me. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, no, this is how my story ends. Yeah. Um, is it... Is it a platonic kiss, or is there tongue involved? You get to choose. You get to choose. Yeah. Okay, well, if it's a platonic kiss, I kind of want to kiss uh, Molly Weasley. Okay. God bless her soul. Yeah. Like, that woman needs a hug. Uh, I think she would give and you I, a hug. She would give me a hug, but yeah. she also deserves a hug. Okay. Like, I, yeah. She needs a hug and a kiss. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what? Keep at it, Molly. God, <laughs> bless, God bless you, Molly. Putting up with this shit. You have an 11-story house and, like, eight kids who are all shitty. Fuck it. Like, I, I think Molly, Molly Weasley's the kind of person to demand a hug, and you uh, being, <laughs> you being a merciful lord, yeah. oblige. <laughs> That's how that would work. Yeah, I'm a merciful god. Yeah. Um, I think I think if it was a passionate kiss, uh, I don't know if this you're making me. I, I really want to hug Mo- Molly Weasley <laughs> yeah. and just tell her everything's gonna be okay. No, I just want to hug. I think yeah. that would be a warm hug. I yeah. think it would be a hug to <laughs> to feel safe in. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, if it was a passionate kiss, uh, I don't know if this this might be a little deep cut. Yeah. Uh, Mara Jade. Okay. Yeah. That's oh. <laughs> That's a super deep cut. I'm, yeah, uh, I don't think I'm ever gonna feel good about that. Yeah. So this is extended universe Luke Skywalker's uh, wife slash ex wife slash wife again or something. I villain. don't know. Villain. Arch, no, nemesis. Arch nemesis. Um, she was evil and then she was good and then she was evil. She's been through the myriad. Anyway, the point is, um, I would make out with her. So why hard. is it a deep cut? 
Oh, well, because I, I don't know if people are very aware of the well, existence you can of Mara Jade. You, um, well, no, the deep, I, I thought the deep cut was the fact that we're never going to see her again. We are never going to see her again. And this is, this is like a thing where I, uh, I went on a, um, <laughs> <laughs> I went on like a three or four day red wine, <laughs> broken hearted ice cream on the couch bender. Yeah. Uh, when I was like, Mara Jade. Was it all out of love? <laughs> yeah, Mara Jade is not going to be in the movies. Like, I'm never going to see Mara Jade in a traditional Star Wars fashion. Um, and I, d- like, I don't in- think anywhere. I don't think anywhere. I don't yeah. think anywhere. I Like, I think that she's in books, and I think that she's in comics, and I think that that's where she's going to live. Unless, here's the thing, and, like, maybe we get a story via via Rebels, like okay. all the Rebels, right? Hopefully. About Luke and Leia setting up um, Yavin 4. And, you know, training new Jedis. Maybe we get that, and maybe, just maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a attractive constantly <laughs> hovering you know not not quite you know right not quite wrong always brooding but you know with a sweet sweet smile and <laughs> you thought about this yeah 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 I think about Mara Jade a lot. It's I, a problem. I don't think about her a lot, just because it really depresses me every time I think about her. Yeah, she's one of the she's one of the fictional characters that uh, when uh, when I first heard that Disney was going to completely just like x out the extended universe, I got real depressed because I'm never going to see her again. I also got really. Yeah. I did well, not I didn't, know I didn't go on a binge. I, I went on a binge. Yeah. I also went on like a rant because at the time I was um, I was nannying and I was trying to explain to the child I was nannying, um, who was 11, why I was very sad. (laughs) And I was like, listen, you don't understand. I would trade most of my internal organs, (laughs) like all the ones that are not essential. Um, and like also like become a contract killer that only like specialized in like murdering people that I didn't want to murder, like (laughs) specifically to have Mara Jade back. How would how would someone hire you to do that? I don't know. Do you have will you have to make your list and then people have to <laughs> offer money and donate money for like I'll check on that person? All I'm saying is you know, It sounds like a wedding registry. <laughs> if I if I show up at your house late at night. Yeah. It's because you're trying to save Mara Jade. Um, It's because I'm trying to save Mara Jade and just let it happen. (laughs) Don't fight me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If you said this is for the greater good and you explained that to save that character, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. What was I doing with my life anyway? (laughs) Can I at least tell my mom I love her? They've given me they've they they've the Star Wars they've. Illuminati. Yeah. They've given me some wave like what play. You know, I can I can let you call loved ones. I feel like you would immediately call Mike and yep. he wouldn't pick up and you would look at me and be like, Oh my god I'm like, Well, I guess I'm going uh, uh peacefully into the good night. Yeah. Like, quietly to the good night. Go quietly into the good night. Michael will meet you there. He was the first on the list to Man, I'm really upset about that character being gone. Like I, I like I said, I don't, I don't think about her because it always puts me, it bums me out. Well, I'm here to bum you out. Thank you. Yeah, that's my <laughs> my general goal. I'm more bummed out about that than you just making a hypothetical situation where you come and kill me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more bummed out about it. Yeah. Because in that situation, I was willing to kill you. <laughs> like I was like, no, like it makes perfect sense that you, I would you have kill ginger, all my loved ones. Do you have a ginger that's less depressing that you oh, want to kiss? That I would want to make out with. Yeah. I don't know. Hold on. Give me yeah. a minute. Oh. I think you got. Ding ding ding. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to giving you a kiss on Kiss of Ginger Day. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I really. And I want to hug now too. You want to? You want to hug now too? <laughs> okay. You made me. You made me. Uh, like a yearn for a hug. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. I'm fairly excited about Kiss of Ginger Day. I think yeah. I'm gonna do it big this year. What, what are you planning for this year? Um. So I think. Uh, because I've I've done this in previous years, but yeah. I think this year I'm I'm starting planning earlier because I think I'm going to try to put together a roadmap 
um, <laughs> where I can get I can get to the most people yeah. um, on my list. I'm having people like send me like lists, um, and so I I think my furthest one out in one direction from where we are now, which is Fontana, um, is Montclair. Um, when you visualize this map, yeah, what what pop culture map do you visualize? Oh, um, probably the like the Nolan Batman Gotham. Like I'm I'm Oracle in my head. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, Oracle. Yeah, in your I'm head. Oracle in my head, but okay. for ginger kisses. Um, for that's... some reason, I went to video games. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought yeah. you. Well, no, no, I I went to Mario Brothers three mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Middle Earth. Okay. <laughs> so not Fair. video game for the second one. Fair. But... See, now I'm thinking about it as like a Super Mario map. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have to. Anyway. Do you, do I hear the music in my head as I'm thinking about it. When I saw the map, I was like, bum, ba, dum, bum, ba, bum, yeah. bum, ba, bum, bum, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'll make um, this map for you if you want, because I, I think it'll be we funny. Sh- we should make that map. I'm, I'm down for making yeah. this map. I think it's... Oh, you know what ginger I would kiss? Huh. Uh, in some incarnations, uh, Princess Zelda is a ginger, and I would... I yeah? Would, I would make out with Princess Zelda. I'm not, I'm not big... I'm, I'm not too familiar with Zelda. When, when is she a ginger? She was, um... She was I think Ganondorf is ginger, right? Ganondorf is. You don't want I would, kiss? I would make out with. Ganondorf. Okay. Yeah, I would make out with Ganondorf. Yeah. I would make out with any one of the Gerudos. They're all ginger. <laughs> that might get a little X-rated. <laughs> but not Pennywise. No. Um. Don't no. don't. <laughs> Jim, I would like to retract all my answers so far and tell you that I would definitely make out with Pennywise. Uh. Here's the thing: I actually don't know if Pennywise can make out because of the teeth. Okay. Well, on that note, we can end this podcast. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Do you have anything last that you want to say to people? No. No, I'm good. Uh, this was lovely. Thank you for having me.